Welcome to Big Natural Talents. Well, hello, Bianchinis. It's your girlies, Lauren Boner and Conchetta Cor Hosto. Core Hosto. Lauren, can I just say something I realized? In the last time we recorded mm-hmm. these episodes, perhaps potentially two weeks ago, we were both like, honestly, like rock bottom vibe, especially me. I can speak for myself. I was like, you've got me in a downswing, babe. Like, it's all come crashing down. Mm. Can I say two weeks later, which so I'm at the end of my two-week break from Breakfast Radio. I'm actually feeling quite good. And I look quite fondly at these two weeks. I think I really needed it. And um, I just want to say I'm grateful for it. I've just realized I'm feeling a bit happier. Mm. And I guess that's what a holiday can do for someone. (laughs) Far out, Gratitude. It is. It's not, yeah, it's revolutionary that some time off work is nice. But actually then, you got to be careful, come swing back mm-hmm. around, too much time off work, then you become like <laughs> <me>. In- <laughs> And so that's why I'd say actually this week I did have to um, work um, most of the week and I had to like attend an office for um, some seminars and things like that. And, and I am feeling good this weekend. So maybe... It's actually all about balance. Yeah. And that's the secret to life is to working a bit and then not working <laughs> for a bit and then going to the shops and because we went to the shops yesterday. So maybe that's also a kind it of It is. It is. High. I'm wearing the pants. I'm Did you wearing pa- the oh, pants, yeah, babe. Pants. I'm wearing them. I wore them out. Ben loved them. I've got so many little things to say. Okay. So I just want to get ahead. into them. One. So today... It's like our Saturday tradition. We go out and get like a coffee together, especially after breakfast ready where I won't see him all mornings. It's like, yay, we get one morning to go for a walk. So that's what we did this morning where I wore mm-hmm. the pants. And I just realized something. So I get a large oat chai latte, okay? Mm-hmm. And there is this girly who makes the coffees. And I'm telling you, I've tried chai lattes in so many different places. Yes, we got it at Starbucks yesterday, and that actually will be my second favorite. But everywhere I go, I hate the chai lattes. It doesn't hit right. I don't love it. It's this one place, this one cafe, which is a strip of so many. This one girl makes them that they're perfect. Like, they're unbelievable. It's so hard that every time I try a chai latte, I'm like, nah, this sucks. Anyways, then uh, we went midweek, and the girl wasn't there. I'm at the same place, but a guy made the... You know, a guy barista made it. Mm. Didn't have a woman. It didn't taste good. It was bland. And I was like, Ben, my whole like relationship with chai lattes rests on this one woman. Like this is like an unhealthy, you know, like like parasocial. Like imagine if this girl just quit or moved or I would just stop having chai lattes for the rest of my... Isn't that so interesting to think about? It all hangs in the balance on this one woman who has no idea. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I was going to say. That was my next question. Does, does she know? Does she know how important no, she is to you? but I tell her thank you and she's like, I love her coffee. It's like, should I ask for a mm-hmm. number? And just like, like in the way that people follow their like hairdresser or their nail artist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can like recommend it. I mean, I mean, a few notes right. on this. The first one I'd say is the chai latte. The reason you're having such varied experiences all over the place is because like 
the flavor really comes down to what yep. chai powder or tea or whatever they're using and sometimes you order a chai latte and they're like brewing tea and like doing stuff (laughs) no i i wanted the sugar powder thanks um secondly i'm thinking like this must be like what celebs do you know like (laughs) a celebrity is like they like went to this island in greece and they loved this restaurant so much they hired them to be their personal chef yes you know if you're a celebrity I mean, if you're a bigger celebrity than you are now, you could be like, quit your job, girl. You're coming with me. You're, you're going to be on, on tour. my team. You're coming on, <laughs> you're coming on tour. <laughs> you're coming to the Melbourne Comedy Festival. You're going to be with me at ABC in Ultimo, babe. <laughs> you're going to come with me to Ultimo five days a week. And then a few times a year, we're going to go on a Sydney Comedy Festival road show to some regional towns. Oh, my God. That's so funny. So that's yeah. one thing. Can I say another thing? Ben and I, we're spending more time together. Ben on the holiday. How exciting. A lot of it we've been watching lots of TV together at night. Obviously, the best season two blew our backs out. Unbelievable. Them. One night, mm-hmm. Ben for once didn't have a gig. I'm at home with finished TV. And I was, and he was like, what should we do? And I was like, I don't feel like launching into a new TV show. And I said, can we play a game? And he laughed at me. And then I got down this box, which has like a bunch of um, board games and shit in it. And one of the games is this game that was sent to me by like, I don't know, on Instagram, like ages ago from someone who's like, hey, like must have known of me like through circles because someone in their other circles made a card game. And it's literally Uh two different um, boxes of cards. One is scenario and one is location. And all you do is you pick two cards and it'll be like going to the toilet. So like that's the action. And then the location is on Broadway and you have to charades it like but and, yeah. and at, at the beginning we thought we'd be like okay break it down location and then act that and, and then you do that and it's like no it's way more fun when you like literally do a scene so it's fucking basically improv and Ben and I did that for like an hour together at night like that <laughs> we, can you imagine no TVs on no music Ben and I playing charades and then we're like well time to go to bed it was Honestly, you know what people are like, what's your favorite thing to do? It's shit like that. Like, all I want to do, I don't, I could literally never go to a fucking party for the rest of my life if I could just do activities and, like, be present with the people that I care about. That, is that not, it felt so wholesome. It's like, did we want to have sex? Nah. Did we want to play charades? Yep. (laughs) You pull out the cards and it's like making love in your bed and you're like, oh, next card. Taming a lion at at a shopping center. Now this one I can do. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, that is funny. I mean, it's kind of normal-ish, like to play. I mean, okay. Me and Alex play like video games, That's but different. no, it's something way funnier about like just complete <laughs> silence, like TV off, music off, lamp on, a couple in the house playing charades for a full it's hour. Fifties like vibes, you know. Yeah, it's really, it's like kind of apocalypse. I feel like actually if if there was a scenario where like everyone had to like go into an apocalypse bunker and like hide out for mm. ages, you would not go crazy <laughs> or like even like notice for like 
weeks and weeks like everyone would be like going like when are we gonna get out of here and you'd be like in the corner like playing snakes and ladders like you've never experienced something so good in your life that's so funny okay over to you I mean, I, I had a few things go on. I um I had my first red carpet experience. Yes, go off Elvis premiere. I think it was. Anyway, I went to the Elvis musical premiere. A few things on that. It was pretty funny because it was like, I can't even, because it was like the opening night. So it's like only media or whatever, or like guest mm. list. And so you think like, okay, celebrities. Absolutely. I did like... <laughs> I mustn't know, like, who's a celebrity these days because there was a lot of people who were, like, very um, well-groomed. Couldn't tell you who they were. Just, like, influencers. Actually, there was one guy, and I was like, that guy's hot. Like, everyone's taking photos of him. He must be someone. I looked it up later. I saw later that it was um, Axel Whitehead. Oh, my God. Do you remember? Yes. He's, like, like, an old presenter, right? I think so. And he, like, I mean, he cancelled looks... or something for doing something at an award show. Like, I can't remember if he showed his oh, ass or he said, like, cunt or something. He did. Exposing himself. He flashed at the Arias. Like, his cock? Like, what? what? Yeah, which part? He had anyway, a big career, dude. He hosted probably... Australian Idol. I wonder what his, like taxable income for last year was uh, you know? that's so funny so true I just wonder but he actually if he does voiceovers and stuff yeah huge he's actually probably like has a bigger career than we'll ever have combined like he's probably yeah. an icon in the industry and this will get back to him and our careers <laughs> in turn will end for this moment of doubting Axel Whitehead whoa okay sh- can you just show me a red carpet photo of just like full like no pants like full dick what? out wait is that really him that that's that crazy doesn't look like him that's a pretty wait, big um, i don't think that's him Uh-oh. yeah i think that is not him okay oh no do your own research on yeah, the flashing him. incident that was not him no and we here at bnthq reserve <laughs> um no rights in but that's, i don't know what to say legally that's so recant. annoying because i google axel wired and so then you see that and you put it together mm. but that was not him anyway so um, who else did you see what else what else happened actually i saw a friend of the show richard reed <gasps> mr hollywood oh he's the best and he was slaying you could tell he was at home on the carpet mr charisma camera loves him I also saw a friend of the show, Charlotte Chimes. <gasps> Go off Queenie. Uh, and that was about all I recognized. That was like, it's the only people that I would ever recognize in an event are people who have specifically appeared on our podcast. Totally. So, Did you ever get overwhelmed? Like, I get really overwhelmed at those things. Um, It wasn't like that bad because I think like no one was... I don't know. It was kind of disorganized. And also like mm. I, we had to like line up for ages. Like it was like... Ooh. I was like, oh, do I get, like, to go on a special line because I have, like, the media invitation? And they were like, no, everyone is the same. <laughs> and I was like, really? Yeah. Um, but it was fine. I mean, that's that. That's yeah. that on that, really. It's just There's exciting. Not- the girlie went on a red carpet. Go off. Yeah. And I got to go to the after party and there were free drinks. And that's nice, you know. That's nice. It is nice. I don't but- even know if I've been to one of those. Yeah. It was actually, I mean, the craziest thing was, you know, when you think free drinks, you think beer and wine, they actually had like free, like, 
no vodka martinis oh my god it was like really dangerous and sickening (laughs) that's amazing (laughs) and it shouldn't be allowed but that's boring i have some gossipy kind of stuff so i don't know if i should wait yeah maybe let me throw one more thing at you yeah when ben and i went to perth Ben bought this book in the airport and um, he read it on the plane and it changed his life. And it's called wow. Ikigai, spelled I-K-I-G-A-I. It's like a book on like the Japanese philosophy of like being happy. It's like about happiness and wellness. And it's like quite a yeah, small book. Yeah, I've heard of it. Yeah. And Ben read it. And firstly, there's like two parts of the story. The first part is Ben read the book. He thought it was amazing. But the, the one thing that stood out to him so much that like blew his mind and I thought, I think that it is a well-known philosophy in the Western world, but he doesn't. And I'd like to know if you've heard of it. It's called mm-hmm. the key to happiness and also health is eating till you're 80% full and stopping. Have you heard mm. of this concept? I think I've heard of that. And I don't know if I've ever um, <laughs> done that. I've only ever eaten until I'm 110% full. <laughs> yes. Um Totally. I've heard of that. I've heard of that. But also, I think for someone like Ben, he doesn't seem like an overeater. I don't know. You know him. He, he eats a lot because he like goes to the gym a hundred times a day. But yeah. does he ever eat so much that he's like, oh, all and I can't. the time, every okay. meal. He's like, he eats till he feels sick. He also has this obsession that I realize is like he has to finish whatever is on the plate, finishing everything, which I think is like very universal. We mm. have this like drilled into our heads. And then you like when you learn about like eating stuff, it's kind of like, no, you are not beholden to that. That is not healthy eating. And then like, I'm sorry to quote like bad guy Louis C.K., but Ben's brother said this at dinner when he was like, the Louis C.K. quote is, yeah. I don't eat till I'm full. I eat, I stop eating when I hate myself. Oh, I just butchered yeah. that. But like, he deserves that. So it's something like that. <laughs> it's like, that's what we're all doing. And so we had this 80% thing. He's like eating till 80%. So then we became really mindful on the trip and we felt way better. Cause it's so nice. Like when you're like, don't feel sick. And then you like, want to go do something. Mm-hmm. Um, but then this happened where he'd read the book that day. Then that night, Lauren, we went to this like taco restaurant that like had really great reviews. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what are you gonna do not eat every taco you can (laughs) well that's exactly it so we see the menu and there's like all these tacos and we don't really want much else and we say to the lady we're like yeah so we'd like um i think we wanted like four tacos each because i thought they'd like you always pick tacos they're tiny small yeah and we said this to the lady and she was like like it became this huge thing. She like became really frightened and scared. She was like, "No, I don't think you should." She's like, four, like eight, eight tacos." She was like, "No, that's too um no." And her like couldn't compute. And she was kind of like, "That might be too much." And we were like, "Ah, uh, no, I think we'll be good." Like I felt myself How? be so like pushing back on like, yeah. "Don't tell me what I want." Like, we- how much do they cost? How much was it per taco? Oh, I'm so sorry. I don't know that fact. <sighs> but that's like- how you determine the size of the taco. Oh really? Okay. What's the 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 cost of small and what's the cost of big? Range. Uh, depends kind of where you are. I'm gonna say like five dollars ish per taco. You're comfortably eating four, three to four. But if it was like twelve dollars per taco, then I'm thinking they're a bigger taco. Yeah, they may have been in that world for sure. Yeah, mm. maybe even more. <laughs> And so we like had this awkward kind of thing with the lady where like she was recommending because there's so many times where especially when you go to a fancy Italian restaurant 
and Ben and I will want to get a pasta entree and a pasta main. And people are always like, no. And then you're like, eat it. And you're like, I want the two pastas. Like, I don't want to leave here and not have tried both pastas. Like, don't yes. tell me what to do. This is my one night out. Like, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. And also, often if you order like ravioli or gnocchi, okay, for some reason you can order pasta. They'll give you a normal size bowl of pasta. Usually still not big enough, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> But you order gnocchi or ravioli, they think that they can give you literally five, like five raviolis. Yeah. Or and, like, they, and they say, good luck. Good luck. <laughs> and like a single layer of gnocchis on the plate. Like there's like just a, like a fine layer of gnocchis. And it's like, why do you th- like what's going on here? Anyway. <laughs> totally. So that was the interaction of like she was like really thrown and scared. And we <laughs> pushed back and was like, no, we're going to commit. And then, honey, these tacos came out. I don't think I've seen a more packed taco in my life. Like, they were maybe, like, that medium size, small to medium size, but Mm. they were, like, beyond full. Like, it was, like, great. Like, to me, it was honestly too much. Too much. It's the way I feel about a burger, where it's, like, the burger doesn't need to be 15 stories high for it to be yummy. Classic burger literally should fit in the palm of my hand, and it can pack all the flavor and deliciousness, and I don't need it to be a secret. It's like, you have to put a sword through it to keep it together so it doesn't fucking fall over. I'm so angry at that concept. So that's where I was like, these are so full. Lauren, the four, it was like, we had the first one, then the second one, fine. That's where we should have stopped. Third came out. We're like, oh, we're pushing it. The fourth, we were sick. And we were like, but considered getting a salad. And we were like, thank God we didn't get the salad. And we had this entree of some fucking... That raw thing, is it carpaccio, whatever? We left, we got up and we were like, she was right. Like, we're such idiots. And we went up to, we tried to find her, but we didn't find her. So we found this other server. And he said, how was it really? It was so good. And we were like, we have to tell you, we were wrong. That lady told us this and we are so full and we're so stupid and we're wrong. And the guy said, you know what? This is so rare. Customers never, ever admit that they're wrong. So I'll let her know. (laughs) (laughs) And we walked out sick. (laughs) Every day, customers come in here and they overorder and we tell them don't. Because it's hard. You don't like be a judge. As a waiter, I would really struggle because I am also someone who like, I don't know, there's two, it depends on the kind of restaurant, okay? I would always rather overorder than underorder. Yeah. But also I say that, but like I've never underordered in my life. Uh, wait, but I was going to say, don't you and think you can, it's smarter? You can always order more. So it is actually smarter to underorder. It's smarter to underorder. I was like, why do we believe we overorder as if the kitchen closes immediately? It's like, we should have ordered two. And then we're like, and then if you want more. You say, can we have more? Like, it's crazy mm. to go the other way. And then you literally, I fe- I said, have you seen the movie Seven? For anyone who's seen the movie Seven, I felt like the gluttony one, which is like, you've got to see this movie. It's unbelievable. It's like crazy. It's about the seven deadly sins, which you know we adhere to as women of the Lord. Yeah, if you listen to our last episode, we've taken a pretty sharp turn um, to, to move into the light, to move into his light. And... Um, <laughs> that's where we're at so um anyway so why that was so funny is ben's like i can't believe i read a book about eating till 80 percent literally being like that's life changing and then that night eating to 150 (laughs) percent so that's my story something to think about that is interesting i mean i recently like there's a there's some really a really good indian restaurant in um sydney i mean i'll shout it out 
Um, yeah. <laughs> it just, I love um, Chatkas in Harris Park. It's in Sydney's like west near Parramatta. Amazing. It's like little India there. If you live in Sydney and you've never been there, like stop what you're doing. Drop, drop <laughs> your spoon of broth or gruel that you're eating. Go there now. I feel like a gentrifier. I don't want, you know, let's, you know, maybe like one white person at a time should go there. <laughs> but anyway, Chatkas, and they have a lot of street food. They kind of like get called um like india mcdonald's and that's like a title that like they embrace as well amazing so we know they have like so many like exciting little things and like anytime i go there like if i like leave because it's like a half hour drive if i like leave that suburb like without like (laughs) literally wanting to throw up I feel like I've wasted my time. <laughs> the last time we were there, we still really overordered and I still absolutely ate until like I was very full. But I think I ate until I was like 100% full. Okay. And I was like walking away and I was like, I'm like really proud of myself for like my restraint. Not- yeah. And it's like after I ate like, you know, the two entrees and the side and the two curries and like the rice <laughs> And I actually only ate like three quarters of my whole piece of naan bread. And there was like a little bit left. And I said, Alex, you have that. Because I'm full and I'm kind of a tiny little girl. (laughs) Yeah, I guess. Maybe we should all try to under order. Because you can just order more. You can order more. Just try it. Even just one day, try it, I guess. I get stressed going out with a big group though because like I'm pretty great at knowing like what we should order for the table. I love doing that. But it's, like, hard to balance that with, like, social etiquette. And then a lot of foods, like, if it's, like, Thai or, like, Indian, like, you want to share stuff. Mm. Oh, my God, this is funny. You did this the yes. other day. But you were kind of joking. You were joking. And also it doesn't make sense. It doesn't matter oh, to me. I was it joking, was like, but I was fully also serious. Because yeah. that's the one time I was, like, it's my birthday. I'm allowed to be, like, this is for me. This is mine. There is one meal on that that I'm, like, I want a full one to myself. Everything else is shared. Get whatever you want. If you want this too, order yeah. it. Order it, babe. Mm, I think that's different to ordering a bunch of stuff at the table and then you're like, I really am going to... Like you just say up front, I want to eat like a lot, almost this. So if we want more, we should just order two. Yeah. That's bold. But you know when you go to like Thai or Indian or food that is traditionally shared and someone's like, I just want my own thing. I just want this one thing for myself. Or like pizza my one of my friends always does that she just wanted her own specific pizza and i was like can i like try one slice of it like and we're all vegetarian too it's not even a dietary thing wow it's like you're just being crazy yeah and in the end like i did let Aaliyah have some like it feels psycho to like have your own thing and to not share especially if it's like different to the rest of the table but also that Mm -hmm. night of my birthday dinner there was four of us i was so caring about everyone eating that I ate to 80%. Isn't that awesome? Like that yeah. could have blown out, but truly from like social etiquette and pressure and just that my need for like, I would freak out if anyone left like starving and didn't get a, a good night. I think I ate just right, which is like unheard of. It's good to do. Should we go to Goss? Well, yeah. Well, and this is food Goss <gasps> too. Food-ish Goss. And also I want to preface this Goss with, I think it's like, a quirky and curious case that we're all thinking about but three people are dead (gasps) one person is critically injured and that is a tragedy and it's sad and it's current and it's not a historical case so it's it is very 
correct. And you think, I think I know that you know what I'm talking about. Well, babe, if you're talking what I think you're talking about, is this yeah. this mushroom story? This is the mushroom poisoning. Okay, you need to let me speak. So for the, for the so like the first I've heard of this mm-hmm. is last night at, at the Caution birthday dinner for Ben and I, because they've been in Europe mm-hmm. while during our birthdays. And literally someone started talking like, they're dead and the mushroom and i felt immediately crazy i was like what are you all talking about what i had to ask ben four times because he wouldn't stop he was like thought it was rude because i just interrupted but i was like it is heresy that everyone is talking about something that i have no fucking clue what you're talking about and then they were like there's this news story about this woman and they gave me the quick rundown but i just need you to know i have not heard of this yeah people already know that news finds it hard to get to me already in my day-to-day life but specifically the past two weeks where i've deleted all social media i'm not looking at the new i'm not looking at my phone as much anymore i had no idea about this story i could have turned mm-hmm. up to work on monday and that would have been the first thing i heard about it back in my job where i have got to, to catch up can you take it away yeah go and off can- can I also say I found it so funny and interesting that just then the way you described like how you don't know what's happening in the news, you placed like the agency and blame <laughs> on the news itself. Yeah. You said that news <laughs> finds it hard to get to me. <laughs> As yep. if the news is an entity <laughs> and it is the responsibility of the news to kind of make its way to each person, make itself known and apparent and make the time the news needs to make the time to get to, to talk to you the news needs to like network better or something yeah. to get to me the news needs to work harder that's actually it reminds me of like i saw like someone on reddit where like i don't know it was a covid thing and people are some people who were being really crazy on reddit and they were like the public messaging has just not been clear about what it is. and it was this was like two weeks ago and i'm like no you cannot blame the news for this if someone did not know that you should when you yeah it's been a while anyway but this is a pretty fresh story ish and can i also do a shout out? i'm going to acknowledge a source for this story because there's a lot of news out there about this mushroom poisoning and i wanted to acknowledge the um the age writer his name is john sylvester I've just recently discovered him. He's the crime columnist. He's also written a book and I can just tell how much fun he's having (laughs) in the writing. And I'll give you an example. So the title of the article that I recommend you read by John is Deadly Mushrooms, Mysteries and the Curious Cops. That's like a storybook. That's great. He's loving it. And the opening, the opening paragraph is rumors and mushrooms need much the same environment to thrive oh they must be kept in the dark and fed bull dust and there's been no shortage of the latter coming from many quarters whoa that's punch in the face journalism of the 50s that's shocking that is journalism that is what we are missing in our generation of slay queen writing that we read (laughs) on the news okay and John is the last of the, the bastion, best. The you know. The last of the golden class of journos <laughs> that I could only dream to be under his tutelage someday. So thank you. Shouts out to John, honorary girlie. I know you're listening. Can we just manifest, like, surely there's, like, a connection someone has, like, John's someone's <laughs> friend's uncle. Imagine him coming hmm. on the pod. Like, yeah. come Does on. anyone know John Sylvester, <laughs> crime reporter? 
Maybe we should. <laughs> we could. He's got to be around. Actually, I can already see it. I can already feel your um your manager texting you after this <laughs> saying, babe, I know John. He's yeah. actually friends with my husband's cousin. My kids go to his school. I've already called him. <laughs> I would love that. Oh, my God. Please, fingers crossed. Out. Absolutely. She knows everyone and anyone. So, um, but anyway, so this case of the mushrooms is what's basically happened is this woman, Erin Pattinson, she had her ex-husband's parents. So yep. think of like the parents were separated. They've got kids together. So they're still like her kids, grandparents, yep. your ex-in-laws. You've probably known them for many years. Yeah. I think a lot of people are like kind of bulking at that, having your like yep. ex-partner's parents over, your ex-in-laws or whatever. Yeah. I don't think that alone is that strange. Okay. Like it's – you've she's probably known them forever. They're her kids' grandparents. Yeah. Whatever. Um, so she's also had the in-law's sister and her husband – so the kids like great aunt and uncle and the great uncle just to add to this kind of Agatha Christie energy is also a reverend. Wow. And so she had them over for what is has been described as a light luncheon in her Leon Gatha home. Okay. A light luncheon in Leon Gatha. <laughs> <laughs> Should that be the title of the step? <laughs> Like luncheon in Leon Gather. And so the following day after the luncheon, which was allegedly a um, a beef wellington kind of thing, which are you familiar with what a beef wellington is? Is that like a pot? Like, like it's like a pastry with meat in it? Yeah. So it's a roast, a cut of like beef. And around the beef is what you would call a daffinoir, which is usually like a, a finely cut like mushroom mix with spices and stuff and pastry and can i also just say like i kind of just knew that off the top of my head so that was really good and also my neighbors made that for me one time it was one of the greatest things ever it is and it's also not i mean maybe she made it badly but i mean it's often on masterchef it's kind of not a straightforward light luncheon dish i would call that like a big luncheon that's a roast lunch Yeah, and it's got several stages to it, whether or not she made her own pastry or whether or not she, you know, achieved the perfect uh, rarity of the beef inside. Who can say? (laughs) Not these people because three of them are dead, one of them is critical, and one of them is not talking. Say that what? Three died? Yeah. So she had the four guests over, which is the two in-laws and the great aunt and uncle, and both of the in-laws have presented to hospital the day after the lunch with gastro-like symptoms and sadly three of the the guests have since passed away (gasps) with one of them in a very critical condition and interestingly enough erin who hosted the luncheon and presumably made the food her and her children who were also at the home we don't know what they have eaten or not but they are alive and well and not sick that's crazy oh that's like a smoking gun why if you have a luncheon aren't you eating the same food and aren't you getting sick to me that's like screaming guilty and you know what i care more about than the facts of the story what you think which i hope to get at the end of Mm. this recap i mean the other thing is yeah there's a lot and i i always think there's probably things that are not made public like Mm. So just, I th- it seems, based on the evidence of the symptoms and the, like, testing, 
that the people who are poisoned have gone through. That's where they've deduced that they think that they died by poisoning from what's called a death cap mushroom, which is a kind of mushroom. But I haven't seen any reporting that they've actually found evidence of like they didn't find any of these mushrooms at her home. They haven't found like anything really specific that we know of. But I think it seems like there's probably things that we don't know as the public. But there's also just a few interesting things. And of course, John really goes deep with his reporting. and He (laughs) really gathers together everyone else's finds. And allegedly as well, Erin herself did present at the hospital. So, but she was discharged after quite a short amount of time. So maybe to me that says she also went to hospital and maybe she kind of faked a bit of gastro symptoms to like be in the in the know because she was discharged quite quickly and everyone else was like very critical but also wouldn't it be sus if you went to have a beef wellington at someone's house and then they didn't eat the beef wellington and you did yes but also weird it tells me as well that like they had this lunch in her house maybe they all went somewhere else afterwards and all ate something that killed them like that's a possibility like they left Mm. that but it's very sus but there's a few, you know, other interesting things. Um, John has found something. So he said, with excellent snooping, the Sentinel Times published real estate pictures from a previous sale of the home that the luncheon was at. Yeah. And it showed a cluster of alarmingly orange mushrooms at the base <gasps> of a tree. But I don't know if they're death caps and or if they're just like mushrooms that grow. Uh-huh. And this is really, I think, where we're coming to a smoking gun. So... Because there was a lot of mysterious deaths, like they um, have like done more research. And so there is a social media post from Erin, who is the the chef who's alive and well. I keep clarifying because there's so many people in this story. Yeah, yeah. Her estranged husband posted in the previous year on Facebook. He said, some of you will know that I've had some serious medical problems since late May. I collapsed at home, then was in an induced coma for 16 days, through which I had three emergency operations, mainly on my small intestines, plus an additional planned operation. My family were asked to come and say goodbye to me twice, as I was not expected to live. So police are checking his medical records, because having some collapsing things and having to have surgery on your intestines, poisoning alarm bells are ringing for him as well. And what do we know about female killers is that poisoning is a very common way that women kill. This is unbloody believable. Mushroom yeah. kill poisoning. I just want to like see the faces. Do they have the faces out? Yeah. Yeah. So you can Google um Oh, Erin Patterson and whatnot. How um, do you think you can get away with that? Like, yes, they'll be dead, but like, it's crazy to think you'll get caught. Like that you won't get caught. Sorry, is what I mean. Yeah, it does seem kind of strange. Like it, it doesn't. But also, I mean, I'm thinking if she was poisoning her ex-husband as well and he didn't die as immediately, maybe she was poisoning him like long term. Yeah. Maybe she has. I mean, she obviously if she did this which again is still only alleged and we don't know like whether or not it's like like she's mentally ill in some kind of way to do that and maybe Um, she was like munchausen's by proxy poisoning him longer term which led to these problems wait so wait is this woman australian 
Yeah, this is in Leon Gatha, a light luncheon in Leon Gatha. I don't know what Leon Gatha is. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. This is unbelievable. Sorry, I'm just it's all yeah. hitting me. And just here's what I want to say. Because like yeah. to me, the like mushroom thing of like whoopsie daisy, like I think it's a normal thing where people accidentally like use something that's poisonous or accident like mm. that could have. I don't understand whether it's like whether it's from her garden or whether it's like whatever she got the wrong. But to me, the like scary part is her not getting sick too, not eating the thing at the light luncheon. That's where it, mm-hmm. it throws me. I'm like, if you yeah. all got sick accidentally and it's a shock horror, everyone gets sick and dies from this luncheon. That's one thing. And it's like, whoops, accident. Yeah. But it's that it's that part of like the kids are fine and you're fine. What else is on the menu? Why weren't you eating your like big piece de resistance probably meal? Yeah. Yeah, it's that. Yeah. So that's <laughs> and did they the all part. eat to 80%? Did they? And maybe she ate to 80% full <laughs> of the death cat mushrooms. <laughs> and they didn't. And if they'd all read Ikigai, maybe we wouldn't <laughs> have this tragedy on our hands. But Shit, this is amazing, crazy. So, when do you think this ends? Like, when do we find out? Like, how does this end? Do you think we'll ever know? I think we should know. I mean, I think we'll wait and see. Like, there's a few more things they're still investigating. I think my suspicion is that the police know more than we do, obviously, whether that is, like, much more. But the fact that, like, the mushrooms so specifically, like, and also... I think the kids were in the house at the time i don't know how old the kids are but maybe we'll be able to find some more out and maybe the woman will confess also the critically ill person hopefully they pull through and maybe they will be able to talk yeah um, there's a few more clues in this a few people are saying so that it wasn't i mean while we said i don't think it's that strange to have your children's grandparents who were your ex-in-laws over for lunch mm. a light luncheon um <laughs> They allegedly there had been like quite a bit of tension around (gasps) the children and, you know, things like custody and access to the children, the grandparents wanting to see their children and the great aunt and uncle. So he was a reverend, like the reverend was basically there to kind of moderate a conversation about the grandparents having better access to the grandchildren. Because it's like if a reverend's at the lunch, you know, I mean, I mean, but that also that said, there's a minister at every family lunch for me because he's my brother. Yeah. And if everyone dies and then that's (laughs) let let it be known that it's not suspicious (laughs) or Cluedo-esque in any kind of way. Yeah. Some families have reverends in them. And And that's just a day to day thing for them. It is. It really is. But also, this is a clue that I love, that um, there was a food dehydrator found dumped in a local tip about 10 kilometers from Leongatha. And they are now conducting tests on this food dehydrator to see if it was used (gasps) to dry mushrooms. And they're checking CCTV to see who has dumped this. Which, again, I have a food dehydrator. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing to us haven't used it in ages i might want to dump it anyway so (laughs) that might not even be hers we don't know but the fact that they've like found that and like linked it it makes me think that they probably have some evidence that it was hers and also you could sell that on facebook marketplace you wouldn't have to dump it at the tip yeah so that's that i mean that's thrilling to know what comes of those little loose ends is mm -hmm. actually really titillating Exactly. And so if she had the dehydrated mushrooms, like they could last for ages. 
I mean, my only fear is, you know, I hope that this... I, I don't think anyone should, like, forage mushrooms unless they're, like, a serious expert. Like, be careful. Don't, like, go grabbing mushrooms and eating them. That seems um, pretty irresponsible. But also, I love mushrooms and oh. I think they're nice. <laughs> I just hope this doesn't tarnish the, like, mushroom reputation. Yeah. I, I even dri- dried mushrooms, too. Like, a dried porcini mushrooms or dried shiitake mushrooms rehydrate them they create a really rich umami broth (laughs) that just brings an extra dimension to your food and maybe that's all she wanted to do but i think that it seems suspicious it seems sus to me but thank you for the psa to really like even out the playing field for mushrooms i do we do want to be balanced we do want to be fair and balanced in this podcast and we do love to do no research but we do love to be fair and balanced (laughs) we do we absolutely do and so that's you know why we need to kind of give dried mushrooms their own shout out um and i really recommend them if you're you know making a ramen or a soup or any kind of broth based um, thing. They're a great pantry item to have. So, but be careful that they're not the most <laughs> the deadly mushrooms that you can find. <laughs> <laughs> well, is that about it, my love? That really is about it. We've got to go. And I, I mean, well, this episode will come out. I mean, we're not recording it too far off. So there might be more evidence. This story is unfolding. So maybe by the time we're hearing this, we might know more about the mushroom case. And I hope we do. Me too. I, I hope justice is found both for the the lives lost and the reputation of mushrooms. It. I mean, I only have a few more days of like living under even more of a rock than I do but if mm. you hear anything you know if the news gets to you which it seems it does if you could get it to me if you could message me the updates and the clues that you love that could really keep me in the loop absolutely I will I'll be out in the light unlike a mushroom but as we must always remember as John said that rumors and mushrooms need much the same environment to thrive and there's <laughs> gossip spores in a fungi like way like mold can spread insidiously silently through the wind and into the home where they fester and grow into podcasts (laughs) that have to end because i'm just saying words so (laughs) i feel like honestly when you first said the name of what's the writer's name john alexander or something john sylvester john sylvester i honestly think you and him would be great friends. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'm looking at him and we I he's looking me right back in the eyes. We have chemistry. <laughs> so just one more time, um the wrap up is please if anyone knows John Sylvester other than my really well connected manager, please <laughs> please get in touch. We yeah, want to get him get, on the pod. What is it about him? <laughs> I wonder what what darkness he has in himself. I wonder what rumors he has. He would have all been... the gossip. He's a crime writer. Can you imagine all the gossip he could give yeah. us and the and the way he would tell us, like poetic, yes. beautiful, story like. Oh. Maybe we should just. I think he's written a book. He might. He might. We've done. Should that we just research, DM him? Like, let's just DM I, him. Not to brag, but I just think we could absolutely get in touch with him in probably about twenty minutes on a business oh, day. Oh my god. Like, that's not, we don't need, like, listeners, if you know him, please reach out. 
But I don't think we need like a fan based call out to get an age crime writer. I think we contact. Like he Twitter, probably has an right? agent. Yeah, like yeah. Twitter or X or whatever. Like we just message him. Anyway, okay, we'll we gotta see. go. <laughs> All right, bye, bye.